Bill O'Reilly here. Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. The Attorney General defies House Democrats. Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein resigns from the Department of Justice. American consumer spending hits levels not seen in nearly a decade. The reclusive leader behind the ISIS terror network seen alive. Beto O'Rourke introduces a greener New Deal on the campaign trail. And Joe Biden opens up a big lead over Bernie Sanders in recent polling. Also coming up, my message of the day, but first to politics. Former Vice President Joe Biden has seen a surge of Democratic support in the days since he announced his 2020 presidential campaign. And Biden now sits comfortably at the top of a new survey. In a CNN poll, Biden is supported by 39% of the Democratic electorate, leading his nearest challenger, Senator Bernie Sanders, by 24 points. Biden and Sanders were the only candidates registering double-digit levels of support in the poll. Senator Bernie is really up against it, as his socialist message has no alternative. And it seems most Americans do not want socialism. Attorney General William Barr threatening to skip a House hearing this Thursday on the special counsel's Russia report, saying he may not appear before Chairman Gerald Nadler's Judiciary Committee after the top Democrat refused to negotiate the format of the proceedings. Meanwhile, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein announced his departure from the Department of Justice Monday night, months after President Trump accused him of treason following a New York Times article reporting that Rosenstein was willing to wear a wire to secretly record the commander-in-chief inside the Oval Office. Rosenstein says he was joking. The economy is showing no signs of slowing down, with consumer spending spiking to levels not seen in nearly 10 years. Economists say Americans are paying top dollar for big-ticket items like cars and home construction. Over to the war on terror... The mysterious leader behind the ISIS terror network is apparently still alive, appearing in a new propaganda video for the first time in more than five years. There is currently a $25 million bounty for Baghdadi's capture. Back to the campaign trail, Beto O'Rourke is unveiling his new deal to combat climate change, urging U.S. taxpayers to shell out $5 trillion with a T to cut carbon emissions by 2050. Coming up, my message of the day, but first. If you are age 75 or older, and if you own a $100,000 life insurance policy or larger, I want you to get a pen and paper to write this information down. Many Americans are making the decision to convert their life insurance policy into cash, giving them extra money to pay off credit cards, medical bills, any number of things. Look, The economy is always dicey. Some people need cash. There's nothing wrong with that. You can get that cash if you are over 75 years old and if you have a $100,000 or larger life insurance policy. Please write this number down. 844-WE-BUY-75. It's totally free to call. Get rid of those insurance premiums. Stop paying them. Consider turning that policy into cash. The number again, 844 Four four we buy seventy five W E B U R. Brought to you by our sponsor, Lifeguard Partners. 
As the demand for telemedicine grows, so does the need for connectivity. 5G meets that need. Qualcomm remains focused on giving doctors and patients superior, security-rich 5G connectivity. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash inventionage. Here is the O'Reilly Update message of the day. A judge in Virginia has ruled that the city of Charlottesville cannot remove the statues of Confederate generals Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson. The judge saying the statues are memorials to the Civil War. And it is against state law to remove memorials. Now, you may remember that Donald Trump is caught in a controversy over saying there were good people on both sides in the Charlottesville, Virginia situation where white supremacists invaded the town for a demonstration. Many people who showed up that day were protesting the removal of the statues not endorsing white supremacy. But President Trump was not articulate enough in this case to separate the white supremacist movement from the statue situation. Thus, he got into trouble. Last week, Donald Trump doubled down, as they say, by calling Robert E. Lee a, quote, good general, unquote. Well, historically, the president is correct, but his enemies, and they are legion, are trying to say that the president is endorsing the Confederacy by praising Robert E. Lee. Now, if you don't know much about General Lee, he was a brilliant tactician on the battlefield, and that is what President Trump was referring to when he said, good general. Lee's tactics are studied at places like West Point. American soldiers are taught how he, for years, outwitted a much larger Union army during the Civil War. Now, Robert E. Lee was a traitor to his country. There's no question about that. He decided to leave the Union and support the Confederacy, which, of course, supported slavery. You cannot justify General Lee's decision. I myself have a document written by Robert E. Lee which explains that he believes states' rights were more important than supporting Abraham Lincoln and the Union. He was wrong. Nevertheless, Robert E. Lee was restored in a vote in Congress. Did you know that? Congress, including then-Senator Joe Biden, restored Lee's citizenship as a result of a petition. He did not receive a pardon, but he became an American citizen in the 1970s. Very fascinating situation. But when you hear about Charlottesville, white supremacy, General Lee, and other things, know that the analysis is primarily political, being used to damage Donald Trump. Because I am writing a history book on President Trump, I can tell you with certainty that he was not praising white supremacists in Charlottesville. He was simply pointing out that good people are on both sides of the statue debate. 
whether to take the statue down or not. And now a judge in Virginia has said you cannot, by law, remove the statue of Robert E. Lee. Back with more news in a moment. Bill O'Reilly here. It takes vision and intelligence to protect yourself and your family in this very complicated world. And that's why I'm happy to tell you about a company I recommend, Wise Foods. Freeze-dried food is a modern-day miracle. It tastes good, is healthy, and get this, can be stored for up to 25 years. During Superstorm Sandy, I lost power for seven days. All my refrigerated food, done. But not my food supply from Wise. Please visit wisefoodstorage.com bill and explore their starter kits and long-term emergency food options. They're even offering free shipping plus a big discount of 25% off for my listeners. So please go to wisefoodstorage.com bill. That's me, wisefoodstorage.com bill. Or you can call 855-269-0501. The O'Reilly Update continues now with something you might not know. On this day in 1945, Adolf Hitler, the architect of the world's worst crimes against humanity, committed suicide in his concrete bunker deep beneath Berlin. If you want to know exactly what happened, you can read my book, Killing the SS. Now, days later, Germany offered unconditional surrender to the Allied forces, ending the Nazi fantasy of a 1,000-year regime. Since 1943, most in Hitler's inner circle knew the war would end badly. America had joined the conflict. The Soviet Union had defeated Germany's so-called Invincible Army at the Battle of Stalingrad. Months later, the Allied army stormed the beaches at Normandy, and Hitler's fate was sealed. But here's something unusual. Right after the Nazi leader decided to take his own life in the bunker rather than face the world for his war crimes, Hitler demanded his favorite meal, spaghetti with raisins and a side of cabbage. The vehement vegetarian abhorred consuming meat products and was a lifelong fan of spaghetti. Ironically, the dictator responsible for the deaths of tens of millions across the globe was so appalled by meat that he routinely consumed raw mushrooms as an alternative. Also on this day in history, a better story. George Washington delivering his first inaugural address to the nation he fought so hard to create. On April 30th, 1789, Washington took the oath of office to become the first president of the United States. He took the oath from a second-story balcony, then spoke to a joint session of Congress assembled inside Federal Hall in America's recently appointed capital. New York City. But here's something you might not know. George Washington was the only American president to be inaugurated in two different cities. While a founding father was first sworn in in New York, his second inauguration took place in Philadelphia at the Senate Chamber of Commerce Hall in March of 1793. On that day, Washington delivered a very short inauguration speech, clocking in at 135 words far shorter than President Trump's inaugural address of more than 1,400 words. And now this. Many financial experts believe we are in a hidden recession. And make no mistake, they are worried. Some of these experts work for the largest banks in the country, names you'd surely recognize. It's important to think about ways to protect your family. 
and your finances from what could be another financial crisis. Many Americans are turning to physical gold and silver to protect their retirement accounts and life savings. And a relatively new law allows you to own physical gold and silver as part of your IRA. To get you started, the Hartford Gold Group is gifting a free silver coin to all of my radio listeners. If you are listening right now, you can get this free silver coin from the Hartford Gold Group. No purchase is necessary. All you have to do is call 877-444-GOLD. 877-444-GOLD. Give them a call or text to claim your free silver gift for a limited time. 877-444-4653. Call or text today. Thank you for listening. I'm Bill O'Reilly. For more news and commentary, please go to BillOReilly.com. And please don't forget to check out my new book, Killing the SS. Remember, we are always looking out for you.